clock at five. Does he get both feet in right here at the end, Jim? What are they going to roll it? He caught it? Touchdown! He did what? He did what? He runs to the 50. He runs to the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. We are seeing another spectacular effort by Marino, who fires. Touchdown! Oh, that's loose. Allen steps up. Jumps over the defenders to pick up the first. Says a prayer. Christian only wanted Saquon. I don't even know if he had Saquon one. Saquon had a receiving touchdown. I don't, I don't think that happened. I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Coleman went off. He had three touchdowns. I don't even know. So that's. I could have yeah. done the research on it, but I just didn't. I actually honestly forgot until yesterday what my friend's sports even was. Oh, yeah? So <laughs> I don't know why I felt so confident about that going in, but then I watched the games on Sunday, and none of the players I thought exploded exploded. So I digress. Yeah, so uh, welcome to Simultaneous Catch. My name is Josh Lapping. I'm Adam Jeffrey Rossi. And it is Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. That's great audio. So uh, we are... My favorite audio from our show came from Halloween. It's true. If you listened to our Halloween episode last year, which was our most popular episode. Was it? It was. Probably because of our Still to this day, still to this day, our Super Bowl preview episode was listened just barely as much um but we had a ton of, of listeners by now we're about on a hundred people who have listened to the halloween episode from last year so 
Yeah, it's one of the ones I always point people to because I think it's one of our best because we have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Well, but uh, you say that darn dog. That darn dog. And then you try to convince me that it's Scooby Doo. Like I don't know. It's still it's happened. It hasn't. Has, it, it hasn't. There are people who have said yes no. when we asked the question. No. But it's like a it's shared. Not. It's like a shared lack of knowledge. Yeah, it's just people <laughs> were like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Like the Mandela effect, that's what yeah, it, that's what it is. But but it's, but it's false, it's right? But so I'm not crazy for thinking that's what it was. Yeah, I mean, like they say things that are similar, just not that exact thing. Anyways, let's talk about some football, huh? Yeah. <laughs> not cartoons from the 60s. I don't know. We're having fun for it. Uh, anyway, football. It was a hell of a weekend of football. I was very sad about the Bills. Obviously, I did not get the yeah. You took four a, touchdown bowl prediction right. Took but a Sunday nap for the first time I did like I said again, I, I guess we've only had two Sundays where I could have seen that happen exactly but, but again like that for some reason and I, it's not normally I sit there and I'm like okay I'm gonna nap now during the afternoon games for some reason I always doze off I, I don't know why were, I thought you were sad and needed it well I mean that was probably part of it I think that's why it was longer than it normally is because <laughs> you were out for a while it, normally it's like a half hour and I wake up and it's the third quarter I'm like oh I'm back well, this time it was almost the fourth quarter when yeah, I woke up. Yeah, it was a good chunk of the afternoon games, which but, didn't live up to a lot of hype. No, it was kind of sad. I mean, I, mean, the, I was obviously the Oakland, very wrong. The Oakland game was close. That was a and fun game. the Texans game. one was good. It was a fun game, and Deshaun uh, was awesome with his eye kick and whatnot. And, and Cleveland hung in there as long as they – after all the turnovers and everything, it was still – for, for all the things that happened, they definitely did. Uh, so hats off to them for fighting, but oof, that was tough. But anyway, yeah, we had a lot of tough games this past weekend, and uh, we're gonna um, we're gonna lead that right into rant rave recall because Josh has a special uh, rant rave recall for us. Yeah, today. here we go. So I invented a word. <laughs> I don't know if it's uh, inventing a word. It's there's probably a word for when you smash two words together, something like that. I don't know what it is. Okay. If somebody does know, let us know. So I have a rave and a rant, and it's called a revanti. <laughs> so I'm going to revant. Rev- Revanti (laughs) about Joe Flacco for being awesomely honest but also kind of stupid at the same time. Stupid's the wrong word. That's very harsh. I shouldn't say that. That's mean. Rash. It it, it is rash, yeah. So after the game, after the game, they obviously lost another close one to Indianapolis. He came out to the press and he he said this. Let's get this audio queued up, okay? Football. I mean, come on. I, I just look at it like we're now a two and six football team and we're like afraid to go for it in a two minute drill. You know, like who cares if you give the ball back to the guys with a minute and 40 seconds left? They obviously got the field goal anyway. And once again, we're a two and six football team and it just feels like we're kind of afraid to lose a game. Uh, it's third and five at the end of the game. Um, you know, it's who cares if they have a timeout there at the end or not? You know, getting in field goal range isn't that tough. Uh, you know, so you're just putting your defense in these bad situations, and um, I just felt like, what do we have to lose? Like, why can't we be aggressive in some of these situations? That's kind of how I feel about a lot of the game today. All right, Mr. Flacco. So yeah. the the rave is about. I I applaud him for being that honest, for being that open, because yeah. that's that's rare in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen it at times. We've seen it a couple times this week, even with with Nagy and whatnot. But I really this one stuck out, and this one I feel like is rubbing a lot of people the wrong way. And I understand that it's rubbing the people the wrong way, because I'll get to that in the the rant portion. But I do have to say, I applaud him for saying this because I do feel like... He's not wrong with what he said. He's not wrong. He's not wrong for what he said. And I think it is 
yeah, I mean, you're right. It's, he's just, he's not wrong. He's correct. He's being factual. But the rave, or the rant part, excuse me, is when he says it's not that hard to get into field goal range. So this could go a couple of different ways. So let's think about all of the games that Denver's lost just from teams getting to field goal range, which is just heartbreaking. Sorry for the Denver yeah. Bronco fans out there. But also, Joe, don't you dare say that when your offense is doing almost nothing. How many field goals have you scored there up right. in Denver? How many times have you gotten the ball right. down there to close enough to let one of the better kickers in the league take the shot at it? Right. You can get to like the 45 in Denver and let McMahon to try to kick a field goal, right. but they're not putting up points in Denver. Right. Right. So, oh my gosh. So I, I really applaud him for doing that. I actually want to kind of get your take on it. Obviously now he's he's on IR with a neck injury, which happened when? I don't know. So really is it not? I feel like there's just some punishment being laid down. Be like, okay, <laughs> Joe, you don't want to be here. You made that extremely known. I mean, maybe that's part of it, but I, I think that it, it – it makes sense that a neck injury wouldn't flare up until a little bit later after your adrenaline's gone and it gets all stiff. I don't know. I feel like that's Feels very like possible. Feels like odd timing to me. But um, I don't know how I feel about it. I think I feel very similar. I think I think it's fun when guys are candid like that. I just don't always like when guys call out other people on their team like that. Especially, like I'm okay. So calling out. I mean, he's yeah. calling on his coach yeah, very okay, clearly. Okay. And I... He's going to say there's no players. He's no, no, like, no. And I, I just... Portland catch that. Well, yeah, right. Here's the thing with me. I appreciate when people aren't afraid to hold their fellow teammates and people just like that they go to battle with and their friends and their family accountable. Okay. I'm all about accountability. But what I don't like is him doing it in the press conference. Okay. I don't think there's a need for that. That... All that, all that gave was us a cool soundbite to talk about. That did not help the situation any more than just saying, Vic, why aren't we going for it in this situation? We're two, we were two and five, now we're two and six. Yeah. You know, they were two and two and one in the last three games. They've been playing a lot, finishing games, you know? And that game was there for the taking. Almost so, had that safety. Almost had the safety. Good play by Jacoby. Oh, Jacoby was amazing. But I just... Like I said, I, I like the content. I just don't like the way it was presented because now, now there are people who are saying, "Oh, is it really a neck injury?" They just benched him. You know what I mean? That now we have to have this discussion, yeah, where we wouldn't have had to. So, so again, and I, I don't think in the grand scheme of things it'll matter in the long run because I think that Drew Locke eventually starts to play and he starts to play well. I, I'm, I think that that's going to happen because I believe in the kid, and this is going to be an afterthought. But still. I don't. I don't mind you holding guys accountable because I agree. You play to win the game. You don't play to not lose it. All right. I have a mini rant to go after yours, but it'll be quick. Okay. So I'm I'm ready for you to take the reins. Well, I have a I have a rave that is kind of a, a bigger than football. So okay. do you want to do your rant first or? Yeah, sure. I can yeah. do mine. So I'm gonna talk about and and I don't mind that this happened, but I don't like the way it was executed. Okay. So going uh, to Cincinnati, Ohio to talk oh. about those Bengals oh, and the benching of Andy Dalton. On his birthday. On his birthday. <laughs> a few hours before the trade deadline because Andy came out and was very honest. He's like, if this team doesn't want me to be their starter, I'd rather be playing somewhere else. And that was something I pitched last week. Yeah. It wasn't my idea, but it seemed ridiculous at the moment. But <laughs> at that time, we thought Cincinnati's plan was to play Andy Dalton. Right. So first of all, I understand the benching. Sure, yeah. you're going to bring in the rookie to see if he can get a spark. I get it. Sure, whatever. That's fine. 
don't do it on his birthday. <laughs> and if you don't have him in your long-term plan, which they obviously don't, try to fetch something for him. And it even feels like it makes sense as a business standpoint. I mean, yeah. the only thing I can think of is they don't think this rookie's going to do much and they put him back in later, and I hate that. But who's to say anybody was really offering anything for Andy Dalton? I feel like a lot of teams might. I feel like the top teams we would think of would be Chicago, and I feel like they're too stubborn. They don't want to move on from Mitch. They believe in him, so they're not going to do that. Uh, Tampa Bay, maybe, but Bruce Arians feels like he has what he needs. And Jameis, he just needs to hone in the interceptions, which isn't happening. Of course <laughs> it's not. Uh, I mean, what are other teams that we're thinking about here? You know, I just think that there really probably wasn't much action. I feel like if somebody called with a decent offer, they would have probably done it. But I just, I don't think anybody did. Okay. I mean, you're probably right. I don't know. I don't know what goes on in the front offices. It's but... true, though. We, and we may never I mean, know. we probably won't ever know. But <laughs> regardless. So, yeah. Poor Andy on his birthday. Yeah, I felt bad for him. But we'll see. I, I don't think that the story of Andy Dalton's career is finished being written yet. No? So, we see him somewhere else next year? We'll see. Uh, I'm not ruling out that he's the starter in Cincy next year. Mm, uh, I think that's we'll done. We'll see what happens. I think that burned bridges. And I, I think, think when that, he came out and said he wishes he could have gone somewhere else, that was over. I mean, maybe, but I just think that he has not actually played that terribly this year. He's played pretty decent. And I think that if you finally get more pieces around, we'll see what happens. And he, he's the type of quarterback where you need the pieces. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, I have a rave. Okay. And it's sort of a bigger than football. I've been wanting to do this for a while. But I have a bigger than football rave about Logan Ryan. Okay. is a, a corner from the Tennessee Titans. And I'm going to rave a little bit about the Titans here. And I feel kind of weird that I'm raving, um, what's the word, begrudgingly. <laughs> because I'm the one who came on the show and said, I don't believe in Ryan Tannehill. They're going to lose all, they're gonna lose all their, I hated that. <laughs> but... I came on the show and said they're not going to win anything with Ryan Tannehill. Here they are, two straight wins. Did you say Tannehill? Tannehill. I hate when people say that. That's his name. No, it's Tannehill. 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 Well, now i got to say Tannehill no. for the rest of the life. Nope. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> Regardless, Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> they, uh, they won two straight games. He's revitalized the offense a little bit. Their defense is playing great. And the, the bigger than football moment comes with Logan Ryan who has this really cool foundation called the Ryan Animal Rescue Foundation. He runs a a foundation uh, supporting the animal community with financial and educational resources. They partner with animal welfare organizations around the world, promoting adoption, offering grants and education to better the lives of animals. And I think that's really cool. You read that slide really well. Thank you. Yeah. I have half a degree in communication. (laughs) But anyway, so... Yeah, and he's also donating. This is part of uh, my cause, my cleats that the NFL does. Okay, these guys have these cleats, and it's I feel part like of their they causes. don't talk about that anymore. They need to do it a lot more. I do agree, but I think they did it. I think it was during the month of September, actually. I oh. think it stopped, but that's how it started, and that's where I saw it the first t- couple weeks. But Logan Ryan is donating, I think a thousand dollars. It might be more than $1,000 for each interception he has this year. Okay. And so it reminded me of it because he had the game-sealing interception against Tampa Bay this week to win the game, 27-23 against Tampa Bay. Nice. So I just I wanted to rave a little about the Titans. They've, they've rallied around Tannehill, and, you know, Derrick Henry's got going. They've got their offense humming a little bit better with A.J. Brown, the rookie, a guy I know you like. Corey Davis has stepped up. Tajay Sharp has come out of nowhere again like he always like does. Like he does. And Jonu Smith has 
been solid with Delaney Walker out. So I just, I really want to rave about them and then just have a little bit of a bigger than football. I love that, you know, these guys have bigger purposes that they're playing for. And Logan Ryan is playing for his Animal Rescue Foundation, which, you know, we all love animals. So it's, it's, it's a really, really beautiful thing that they do. So. Yeah. My little snippet about that is I appreciate that it actually has a name. Yeah. Like I hate when athletes have like the Logan Ryan Foundation. Like, <laughs> no, don't. Like, it's like, Ryan, what is it? Ryan's it's, Foundation it's, it's, for Animals? It's Ryan's... I just got rid of the page. Oh, it's okay. It's Ryan's... I'm going to bring it up. <laughs> Ryan Animal Rescue Foundation. Okay, so like that's cool. Yeah. R- Rarf. Ooh, Rarf. Like a dog. Oh, yep. Maybe that's the point. Or if not, they just discovered something. Them darn dogs. And it comes full circle. <laughs> All right, well, we'll see you next week, everybody. <laughs> anyway... So that was Rant Review Call and the Bigger Than Football. Let's lead into our next segment, talking about the trade deadline. Am I right? God. <laughs> so, for those of you who didn't pay close attention, the trade deadline was on Tuesday, and I'm calling it a dead line because it's Halloween and because nothing happened. I mean, something's N- happened. Nothing happened. Something's happened. L.A. did a did a salary dump for a fifth round pick to, yeah. to Miami. I applaud Miami. Akeem Talib like is it. not going to play for them. No, and but it's very intelligent. I agree. It's the Brock Osweiler with with uh, Cleveland all yeah. over again. They did a salary dump for a second round pick. It's smart. I'm just saying that that's not exciting. And then what was the what did anything else happen? I don't even remember anything else happening. Yeah, well, on the day of, you know what I mean. I mean, we like had I, the Leonard Williams. That's a very historic trade going from that? the New York Jets to the New York. Giants. <laughs> she doesn't have to move. <laughs> no, be playing in the same stadium. Um, that's never happened in the fran in franchise they've never made history. A trade? They've never made a trade to each other, huh? Like that in mid season. I think that's really very fascinating. They gave up. Was so. that happen on Tuesday? It happened. See, on, I yeah. I didn't know if it happened on. Uh, Tuesday. It might not happen on Tuesday. It might, I think it happened on Monday actually. Okay. Did happen on Monday. So um, the Giants gave up a second and a third round pick. So that's a or is it a third and a fourth? I can't. remember I think it's now. a third and a fourth. I think it's a third and a fourth as well. So two pretty hefty picks for all intents and purposes. Getting he's a, a good player player. that really he's a very good player, but hasn't necessarily lived up to that high draft potential no. that we thought he could be. So we'll see if that picks in with uh I'm glad you brought this gang up. Gang blue instead of gang green. I'm glad you brought this up. Okay. Because I forgot about this for a second. I wanted to bring this to you because they heard our episode last week when you said, why aren't bottom teams or middle of the pack teams trading to make their team better? And the Giants are two and six. Yeah. And they made this trade for this guy. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I, I think it's intelligent. Okay, so... He's a young player. He's a young player. Um, he has a ton of potential. And what you're doing by trading for him is this is obviously a player that New York Giants He's only 25. wanted. This is a player that if he'd hit free agency, they would have wanted to make a play for him. They right. want him in their organization. Okay. What they're doing by making this trade is obviously they get him for the rest of the year. But they're also getting exclusive rights to negotiate right now That's fair. to get him to stay That's fair. instead of having all of the outside parties also talking yeah. to him. Yeah. So if you really think you can yeah. get him to stay, and more likely than not, you probably are going to be able to. Yeah. I mean, they're a young team that has a lot of potential moving forward. I mean, really do. I, they. And if you love New York, as you say, New Jersey and whatnot, then more likely than not, he's not going to leave. So I think it's a really smart move. I Maybe agree. gave up a, a hefty chunk. 
but this is a player you can build around for a lot of intents and purposes if you can unlock that potential. Absolutely. I don't I don't hate it either. I just thought it was fun when I saw that. I was like, hey, that's what Josh was talking about, and nobody made that move. Well, and see, the thing is, and I'll talk about this too. I won't bring up the article because I can't remember and how to find it right now, but like they, the NFL.com like has a bunch of like their analysts and columnists come together and like they pick who they think is going to win the division and whatnot, and like they have like locks and things. One person, I don't remember who it is, but one person voted for New York, and I think that's so weird. But so maybe there are rumblings that New York still thinks they're in it, which I guess they technically are. I mean, they're only but... two games, two or three games out of the division. Yeah, league. and if they, if they, <laughs> and they have plenty of division games left and starting so Monday night. The thing is, if they won that Monday night game, all doors are open. All bets are up. So, I wanted to have it so bad. Yeah, well, and then when Leonard Williams forces a fumble on Zeke Elliott, Ooh. they'll be like, "Yeah, that's Ooh. why we did it." Amazing. Well. And so, anything else we want to say? I mean, I see trade deadline because there are a lot of trades that just were were about to be alive, but they just got shot down dead. The Jamal Adams, even Le'Veon Bell was in conversation for a while. We found out later that Devontae Freeman was in talks to be sent to Detroit, but it never really happened. So, there's a lot of uh, deadline deals that didn't happen. They got killed. They're dead. So, I mean, do you really feel. What side of New York are you falling on here? Are you like, we were literally just talking, which I feel like most organizations do. It just doesn't go public. Or do you really feel like they were shopping? Them? No, I think that they were fielding calls. But then once they realized that the calls were very serious, they may have been like, hey, we just field a call from them. Do you have an offer sort of deal? Um, I don't know why they would want to trade such an impactful player. But I'm okay with how it all went down. And I'm also okay with what Jamal Adams said. Yeah, so you talked I'm, to me about this last yeah. night, so let's talk about it. Let us know what's going on with that. I, I, I mean, so on. so it came out that all these trade things were going to happen, and then you know Jamal was in a press conference, and they asked him about it. He was like, I'd like to play for Dallas. I, I grew up in Dallas. I would love to play for a Texas team. He said that. Okay. People were very upset about that. And then when nothing happened, he said at a press conference, when was it? Wednesday, I think I want to say it was Wednesday, where he said, "You don't trade, or, or, or the Rams don't field calls for Aaron Donald, the Patriots don't field calls for Tom Brady. You don't tell me on Friday that I am a cornerstone of your franchise and then field calls to trade me on Tuesday." Which I get, I'd feel that way too. Yeah. And then he's like, "But I'm at peace with it. I'm ready to play the rest of the season." And they were like, "Are you like, are you going to continue?" To playing for this team in the future he's like i don't know right now and i think all those things are valid and i'm not i don't have a problem with any of that at all so why uh, are people upset right now people are upset because they don't think jamal should have said thing should have compared himself to aaron donald and tom brady and they're also upset that he got so upset about the business side of the nfl but i think that they're all just conveniently forgetting that at the end of it he's like it's fine i'm gonna play the rest of the year i'm ready to play okay so i want to dive in i don't really care about the business because if i was a manager to you take the I'd calls also, yeah absolutely you listen and you feel things and if i'm the patriots right now and a team says i'll give you three first round picks for them i say thank you have a nice day of course you would but <laughs> so let's talk about the whole comparing himself maybe not even necessarily doing that i don't even think he was doing that. no he's just saying that he is one he's the best player on that team right he's a you don't feel calls you, for you, the cornerstones you listed two cornerstones right. of organizations right. aaron donald tom brady right Jamal Adams is, in my opinion, and I think probably a lot of other people's opinions, a cornerstone yeah. of the New York Jets organization. I agree. I don't think he's saying, I'm as good as Tom Brady. Yeah. I'm as good as Aaron Donald. Right. He's saying, for what my team is, what I bring to them, yeah. I'm this for this team. 
And I think the media. I don't the, mind that at all. I think a lot of media people, a lot of the players in the media agree with that. It's a lot of the other people who didn't play in the media that are being like, you're not that guy yet. So yeah. you can't compare yourself to that. I understand that. And that first of all, point, I'm like, but... I understand that point too. But also, yeah, he's not that guy yet, but we know that's where his career tra- trajectory is heading at this point. And he's we, we've heard very good. Exactly. We've heard nothing. We've, we've seen nothing to tell us otherwise. The, the, traje- the trajectory of his career won't be headed that way. So why wouldn't you want Tom Brady or Aaron Donald at 24? Yeah. <laughs> so I, again, I, I'm okay with it. But that was a deal that, that, that we. We, apparently, it was very close to happening for Dallas for a first round and two I mean, second round been picks. Trying to get a safety but that Dallas Dallas wouldn't pay the first round and the two second rounds, which I think is silly. I would have paid that for Jamal Adams, but you know, actually, I'm kind of surprised they didn't either because Dallas, being what they are right now, has if, gotten there from if their you're trades. Da- if, yeah, and if you're Dallas, if you're Jerry Jones, and you fully believe we have a Super Bowl caliber roster this year. There's no reason for you not to make that trade yeah. at all, especially because it's not a declining player. It's Jamal Adams, 24 years old, still has two years left on his rookie deal. It's cheap. You're not going to get a Jamal Adams in the next two drafts anyway. So I don't. I just don't get it. If you feel like you can win the Super Bowl this year, you make that move. I don't know why he didn't pull the trigger. So well, I think that comes back. To, I think that again. I don't think that that's the biggest reason why they don't win the division and win the Super Bowl but I think that that's something that will bite them in the butt they're going to give up a big play and a big game to Sean Jackson and that's going to be it for them but we'll see what happens I just I've been very stout on the on, I think I wavered a little bit when they got the Eagles got schlacked on Sunday Night Football but I still that's still my division lead yeah so. okay anything else you want to talk about about the trade dead Line. Yeah, let's see what Kenyon Drake does tonight. And yeah, I mean he's going to be thrust red. into a starting role because David Johnson's out, Chase Edmonds is out. Is he officially out? He was enlisted as out okay. earlier today. So they, I mean they don't have any other running backs. Well, they have Alfred Morris. <laughs> Thank God. Isn't Zach Zenner on that team? He too? is. <laughs> I actually I think that Zach Zenner is going to be rolled out as the starter, but I think that they're going to say Drake's going to get his. Fair share of carries. We'll see what so. happens. It's going to be very, very interesting to watch some players that have not been there long be thrust into a position yep. where people can make the argument if you're the running back, you just hand the ball off and you run. But <laughs> it's more complicated than that. You have to have your blocking assignments. And if you are running routes, they probably worked with Drake more so than the other yeah. two running backs in that area. But it's going to be fascinating to watch against a defense that is pretty darn tough. Yeah. yeah I think it should be a fun game tonight. So. You know, let's take a little pause from football. Let's talk about this year we're actually recording on Halloween. Last year we weren't actually on oh, okay. Halloween night. So it's it's rainy outside right yeah. now. And it's just I, – I have a really love-hate relationship with Halloween. Really? Yeah, because, like, I love it so much. But it okay. also, more so than any holiday, it makes me long for when I was little. Okay. I'd go trick-or-treating with my dad. And right okay. now, like, I'm thinking, like, all these – like, who's even going to go out in this monsoon? Probably not. I mean, it, I think it stopped raining. Did it? It looks I like don't it. Know. But regardless, I, I mean, I, that is kind of sad, too. We didn't go <laughs> – I, I stopped going trick-or-treating very young. My parents – so it came out very young in the 90s that people were, like, poisoning candy. <laughs> I'm dead serious. That that was I mean, a, I know, that was I a know. news story. And, <laughs> and my parents really bought into it, and they were afraid that, oh, I love that we'd be poisoned. So what we started to do was we would have a Halloween party in our basement when we lived on Liberty Street. And we got to – everybody got to invite two friends. And every year we would do that. We'd have a costume contest. We'd have all these uh, games. And then at the end – Speak to your parents and make that still up. My par- again, but so – 
And then my parents, at the end of the night, all the adults would hide in our house with bags of candy and we would trick or treat in our house. Uh, so it turned out to be this really awesome thing. And it even grew, so like it grew year and year and year. So that by the time my senior year of high school came around and even my freshman year of college at Penn State, we it I turned into invited, a, a barn so party. I'm so mad. At you. you were at one of our barn oh, parties. Well, now you just have a Halloween party. You That's what it became. Treats. That's what it became. I though. want a trick or treat. And it became, I mean, like at, at its height, it became like a hundred person parties. It was a lot of fun. <sighs> Rude. So I, I mean, I've always liked Halloween growing up. I just, I always, I always have such great ideas that never happen. I mean, that happened to us this year. We had all these cool ideas that never happened. We had like a lot. So. Okay. Thanks for letting me voice that. Of course. I appreciate that. Now we're right. get, getting to the season that really matters for me. Yeah. Well, starting tomorrow, right? Yep. God. <laughs> That'd be awful. Anyways. All right. Moving on to our next segment. We are returning to. Some of our best work we did last year. It's time for the slasher segment. Segment, segment, segment. I don't know if they'll catch that. But, oh, I did that last time, too. <laughs> I always think it's Friday the 13th theme, but it's Mike Myers, isn't it? Um. Isn't it? <laughs> yes. Isn't it? So, last year we had a segment... Where oh, see, I don't even know how I can find this. Oh, you are not doing this well. Like, what's the what's it called? Is it like oh, this is bothering me so much? Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Is that what it is? No, no, it's not Nightmare no, on I'm Elm just Street. Start pitching movies to you. Is that what it is? No, it is on on. A, isn't that? No, it's not. Are you sure? I'm gonna let you figure this out though. I'm ha- I'm very entertained by this. Watching. No, see, that's no, the wrong one too. <laughs> is that Nightmare on Elm Street? Yes. Yeah, that's not it at all. See, it's Mike Myers, isn't it? Yeah. Is it Mike Myers' theme? Well, that's not what it's called. Oh, it's Halloween. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so last weekend I got out oh, and watched the scary movies with me, which was a real delight. We just showed his lack of. Uh, his uh, lack of I don't like scary movies, scary but anyway. Right so there. last year—that's another favorite bit of, of audio, isn't it? So last year we did these two fun segments that we're going to return to this year, and our first one is our slasher segment for our slasher film fans out there. We are going to slash teams that just didn't make the cut. They're not making it to the end of the movie this year. Now this could be middle of the pack teams that are still in the hunt that we're slashing. These could be struggling teams that people still think will make a run, but we are slashing these teams. They will not make it through to the playoffs. And I will say last year we didn't miss on a single one. Yeah. Went back to the audio. Every slasher team that we slashed did not make the playoffs. Good. The closest one was we slashed the Vikings, and they were they were oh, I believe only a game out last year. Yeah, it was close. We slashed the Vikings, and they. Did you do that or I do that? I think I slashed the Vikings, and they almost made it. But every other team that we slashed was done. So, my friend, who are we slashing first? All right, my first slash is going to be something that you don't. Appreciate. I swear to God, if you slash the Buffalo Bills, we're not, not slashing anymore. the Buffalo Bills, but we are going <laughs> to slash the Tennessee Titans. Ooh, ooh. Uh, slashing the Tennessee Titans. What are you like making this a techno remix? This, this is what it's, it's his main title. Yeah, but you're like, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Doing like a little like. <laughs> Tell me why. But you're like. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> oh, some Richard Simmons stiff right there. Uh, I'm gonna tell you why. And so Ryan Tannehill, yeah, God, I hate that so much. <laughs> has really helped the team. I, I mean, I guess that's weird to say after just two wins, 
you got him back to 500. Yeah, and like I mean, you said, you the offense is picking up. He's, the wide receivers are starting to do a little bit more. They're one game out of the six And seed. whatnot. But there's just too much going on, with, especially within that division. I think the race between Indianapolis and Houston is going to be too much that they're just not going to be able to claim that wild card. Okay. I will so s- I, I don't think it's necessarily a lack of talent. Like I said, I've always really applauded Tennessee for their talent. They just yeah. haven't put it together. I think they're still going to win some games. They're going to lose some games that they probably should win. Yeah, it's and the probably, Tennessee Titans for you. <laughs> I think they're still probably going to lose the games they're supposed to lose moving forward. With all that being said, there's just too much going on within that division specifically, not necessarily the AFC. If this was the NFC, they'd probably be out of it by now already. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But with the AFC, it's a little more wide open, but not the AFC South. I think it's just too tough. And I will say this. Everything that they need to win is in front of them. They still play, they play the Chiefs. They play the Jaguars. Both at home, and then they have at the Colts, at the Raiders, and at at the Texans in both Texans games. So they have all of these games in front of them that if they were able to win, it's all ahead of them. Yeah. But you're right. I I do agree. I I I don't know if I came on and recalled the Titans. I think you did. But well, you did when Ryan. It hurts. Over. It hurts me to say it, but I, I if not, this is official recall. I agree with your slash on this one. All right. So, so do we? I can't remember last year. Did we go back and forth, or did you do all yours? Yeah. And let's I go don't back and forth. All right. So. My team that I'm slashing, and this one is a little tricky. Okay. Because it's a little bit of a. I, 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 people might say it's a little bold. All right. I love it. Let's go. But I am slashing the Carolina Panthers. Ooh, shot. Carolina. Last week, you had your big first test, and you totally. Did not pass. I don't know if it was the first. So here's pass. my thing about here's my thing about Carolina. I really do like Carolina. I like Kyle Allen. We talked about it a lot. I think Christian McCaffrey should be in the MVP conversation. I think he is. Uh, and I, I I think that he'll he obviously won't win it. It'll probably be Russell, which is great for Russell because he deserves it. I don't know. A Rod's moving up. But regardless, regardless, I think that. They just they don't have enough firepower on offense right now. I like DJ Moore; he's a solid piece. Curtis Samuel's a solid solid piece, and Christian McCaffrey is Christian McCaffrey. I think that they need. I don't think any of those guys are a true number one receiver. I think that that hurt them last week when they faced the amazing defense they did in the 49ers. And their defense is is good, but it can be exposed, especially in the run game, like we saw with the 49ers last week. Yeah. So we'll see what happens coming down the road here. But I just I don't like their schedule coming up. This week against Tennessee is not an easy matchup. And then they have to go into Green Bay. Then they do get the Falcons, but then they have the Saints in the Superdome. They still play Seattle. They still have to go to Indianapolis, and then they finish with the Saints again. I just don't see that coming out, especially in a tough NFC. So Carolina Panthers fans, I am so sorry, but you are slashed. Uh, uh yeah. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> All right, who's your next slash team? All right, so I feel like you got a little bold there. I'm gonna get a little yeah, bold here yeah, too, yeah, yeah, and I know yeah, yeah, this yeah. is something that we've talked about, and we've we've gone back and forth. I don't want to say back and forth, but we've really like talked about it and not believed it. Going with the team that has a pretty big winning record right now. I don't want to say Ooh. pretty big. It's not like I'm going to slash the 49ers where it's 7-0, but I'm going to go with those Los Angeles Rams. Ah, Los Angeles at 5-3. 5-3 and three. Five and three Los Angeles slash. Tell me why. Similar to the Tennessee Titans. I think it's okay. because of all the competition inside of the division. Okay. And so obviously they were a, field, a missed field goal away from beating Seattle. 
But it doesn't matter. Take that away. They lost. They lost the game. So it doesn't matter. And I, I, this is something I, I remember after that game, there were people talking like, the better team lost that night. No, no. Seattle was the better team that night. They won and they deserved to win. I agree. This is just not the same Los Angeles Rams team that we've seen the last year or mm-hmm. I think even the year before. And I think and I was really not riding this wave. All offseason, people were talking about the worry of Todd Gurley mm-hmm. and his knee and everything that was going to be going, the health that had to do with him. I was not on it. I wasn't buying it. I was like, you know what? He's fine. He just needed to rest. He got the rest, and he's going to be able to be fine to come back out and to play. And right yeah. now, he's just not the same running back. No. And I really don't think it's – maybe they're just holding him back so when it gets to December, they can right. let him go. I don't think that's what it is. Right. Obviously, they've made some aggressive moves. They went out to get Jalen Ramsey. But I think within this division, they still had to play Seattle one more time. They have to play San Francisco twice. So this could come back to burn me one in a huge way. We could go down yeah. and have our imperfect slasher record be in jeopardy because of this. But I'm really confident that those two teams are still going to take care of business with the Rams. Yeah. And because of that and the competition in the NFC – they're just not going to make it. I still think they're a okay. great team, but because okay. of that, they're not going to reach the playoffs. That's tough. I mean, their schedule is tough. It yeah. is. It's tough. I mean, and there, up, there and are they, other teams. I mean, they, they still have to play. They still have to play the Ravens. They still have to play the Seahawks again. They, they still have to go Dallas. at Dallas. They are at 49ers. It's a tough schedule. Yeah. I I like. I'm sorry, the ver- they are. They did lose to San Francisco. I forgot they already. I like the once, veracity. But. Los Angeles. Josh and I both said at the beginning of the year, you wouldn't make the playoffs. You're slashed. All right. Got one more slasher team All right. for this segment. I am going to slash an AFC team. The Buffalo Bills. No? Okay. Why are you the way that you are? <laughs> anyway, I am going to slash a team right on the cusp that they... They, they, they've played better recently, and they've oh, got into the conversation. You're wrong. And they were your division winners for the AFC North. I am slashing the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. And I I don't feel good about it because I like I, – I do I, – I don't mean I don't feel good about it in the fact that I, I doubt it will happen because I'm very confident in that. I don't feel good about it because I feel, I feel for Pittsburgh fans. It's been a tough year. But I just don't think with the schedule ahead of them that they have the wins because they have to still fit. They, here's their next three games. The Colts, the Rams, at the Browns. I don't think they win a single one of those games. Oh, you're so wrong. And that and that upsets me, and that upsets me. But, you know, after that, it gets a little bit easier. I agree the Bengals, with but, you about not making it. But not about winning, losing the next well, three games. Well, you're definitely wrong about that. Who do they win? The Browns? Yes. You think they beat the Colts? It's going to be a dicey game. <laughs> Maybe I should have given I you that for Pals being, being in Pittsburgh, I think, is huge. And I I, I don't want to get into a game-picking segment here. Okay. But if you slow down Marlon Mack, their defense is scary it's as good. Heck. It's good. I, like I said, I, I said they're That's a good team. That's going to be strength going against strength of their defense against their offensive line. Yeah. And if that offensive line doesn't perform up to the caliber that it needs to, Pittsburgh is going to win. I, they're a good team. They are. I'm not saying they're a bad team. I just don't see them stringing together the wins they need to. They were too – they got too far behind the eight ball early on in the season. Yeah, uh, I agree. And I just think it's going to be too I hard to climb that. out of the hole. So, Pittsburgh fans, I'm really sorry. I love you, Drew. I love you so much, but – you guys are done. Ah, uh, yeah. Pittsburgh's uh, gonna go two and one in that stretch, though. Two and one. Yep. 
We just shook hands, everybody. I don't know what we're we shaking on, but we just but, made a bet. Yeah. I'm so confident that that won't happen that I will. I shook the hand without even knowing you could pick. You pick. Oh, I had to pick what games they are? No, 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 no. Oh, I picked the bet. You picked the bet. I don't care. Oh, we'll I shook the hand before. We'll do a water bet. A water bet. Okay. Yeah. Water bet. Don't steal their stuff. That's what happens. I know. Whatever. That's the Fantasy Footballers Podcast. If you don't know, it's one of my favorite podcasts. I listen to it daily. It's great. Anyway, so moving on to our next segment. The segment that started it all. <sighs> We're going to unmask some teams here. Oh, yeah. You guys know what that is? Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh. And would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for your meddling kids and your darn dog. Yep, just like that. <laughs> just like that. So, for those of you... Silly. Oh, I like this one. Have you ever watched the What's New Scooby-Doo? I like a pup named Scooby-Doo, personally. A pup named Scooby-Doo? Regardless, so for those of you who didn't listen to our Halloween episode last year, last season... We, we ever talked about how good the Johnny Bravo crossover episode is? Was amazing. Because it's great. <laughs> it was amazing. So we're going to unmask some teams here. Teams that we think may not be as good as the media thinks they are or some people are saying they are some contenders maybe or maybe some teams right on the bubble that you know fans think are going to make the playoffs or go on a run but we're going to unmask some teams here with their darn dog no I'm going to let you go first I'm going to go first and I am unmasking the Dallas Cowboys what? oh yeah what's this okay With I don't your like, darn I don't like this segment anymore because of that version of the yeah. song, or no, just because I did okay. that? It's, no, well, your your rocking out is enjoyable. It's just, you know, not the classic. It's <laughs> anyway, so I I feel a little bit bad about this, and I know this is the see last Mike just tweeted us. Yeah, well, that happened last time when it happened, so we'll see. Again, the Dallas Cowboys are a very good football team. They have a lot of pieces, but. I said at the start of the year, the Eagles are going to win this division. I still think they're going to. And this schedule is just really tough for the Cowboys. Yeah. At Giants isn't easy. I do, we'll, we'll see what happens. I do think they win that game. Then they have the Vikings. At the Lions. At the Patriots. They are home against the Bills. But they, the Bills. At the Bears. Home for the Rams. At the Eagles. I mean, that's just that's a tough schedule. And I, I just don't think they string enough together wins to win the division. And I don't think... That the wild card team this year is going to be nine and seven, ten and six. I think they're going to be ten and six or eleven and five, even maybe, okay. maybe even more than that. Okay. So again, it, this is this is a hard one for me, but I, I think that I, I think that they're not as good as people think they have been. So I am taking off the mask. I am unmasking the Dallas Cowboys. They will not be making the playoffs. <laughs> What's Okay. You know what? Actually, I I'm gonna I'll chime in on that because I've really been okay. battling back and forth about this, and uh, for most of this year, Mike, I've been on your side about this issue, mostly not on any other issue, but this one I have been. <laughs> I've really been thinking about even after what we witnessed on Sunday night a few weeks ago. Yeah. I really think 
that the Eagles are going to win the division now. Okay. I'm coming over to you, so okay. I don't know if you want to call that a recall because I did say I think it's going to be Dallas. Okay. The outlier here, and the reason I think this is fun for our conversation, the outlier, the biggest game that I don't, with how I've mapped it out, the key factor is that Thanksgiving Day game against your Buffalo Bills. <laughs> if Dallas wins that, I think they still well, win it. But if they don't, I think I, I have the Eagles jumping there. I want to walk through this real quick. Okay. I don't want to take too long. But Eagles remaining schedule versus the Bears this week. I do think they win that. They win that. They win that. Versus the Patriots. I loss. think that's a win, but you loss. can count it. Well, let's count it as a loss for the argument, okay? So uh, that means that they're at 5-5. Five and five. Yep. Versus the Seahawks. I think they lose that. At home. I think they lose that. I think they win it. Okay. So we gave you the one. Let's give me this one. So let's say that they're 6-5, and five, and then at the Dolphins, win 7-5, and five, versus the Giants, win 8-5, and five, at Washington, 9-5, and five, against the Cowboys. Now, if what we say is going to happen has to happen, they have to win that game. So 10-5, yep. and five, then at the Giants. So I think they finish 11-5, and five, and if we give them the loss to the Seahawks, 10-6, and six, ten and six. that's still 10-6. That's and six. what I have them at. So that we're saying 10-6, and six, I'm saying 11-5, and five, but 10-6. and six, so then we have at the Giants. This is the Cowboys schedule. Yep. At the Giants is a win, win, so that puts them at five and three. Yep. The Vikings, I say a loss. I think it's gonna be a loss. Five as and well. four at the Lions, I think is a loss. I think too. it's a win. Okay, and then at the Patriots, loss. So for you, we're we would say that they're six and four right now. Yes, six and four versus the Bills. We're saying for this to happen, it had to be lost. It has to be a loss. Six and for five this. at the Bears. This is the second one that's daunting for me because okay. if they do win it, then I think they win. But if the, I'm having them slip up a game that they should win, so that would be six and six versus the Rams. Loss. Six and seven at the Eagles would have to be a loss. Six and eight, and the Washingtons they finished seven and eight or eight and eight. And I feel like there's some wiggle room in there. I'm just more weary about and so See, like I Chicago, think they beat I think they beat the Bears and, and lose I the Lions. Too. You know what I mean? See, I think, but even let's say it goes the exact way I said it was going to go, but they win Chicago. That's a nine seven record, right? Yeah, and that's what that's what I see them doing. And it would be one game behind. Yes, so that's how again, I see it again. Going. Again, I just I think that they see. I don't want I don't want to call them pretenders so much. I think that's too harsh. That is harsh. I just think that I just think they're not this world beating team that a lot of people think they are, and I, that's going to happen in the second half. But we'll we'll move on from this. We'll, we I mean, it's, it's all what, what it's going to come down to right now is we have had a tale of two teams for the Dallas yep. Cowboys. We had what, and maybe the game against New York was close, but that was a game that shouldn't have been close at all, in my opinion. In theory, if you're if you're the Super Bowl contending team that you should be, it shouldn't be right. So what we should have seen by all intents and theories from the Dallas Cowboys against that team is what we saw against the Eagles, but we didn't. Yeah. So we saw the Super Bowl team against the Eagles, but we don't know which one we're going to get and which one's really It's too inconsistent. Legit. Exactly. And, and and that's the issue is that they're not consistent enough to win the division in the NFC. It's too tough. I've just We've seen this story play out before from Philadelphia where they've been in this situation. It was extremely similar last year. Sure, they didn't win the division, but we can see this team gets hot. I think Deshaun Jackson coming back is just so vital for this team. I think it's going to unlock I a agree. lot of things. And yeah. as much as it hurts... And, and you know what? Dallas doesn't have the safety to cover deep. <laughs> as much as it hurts, what they unlocked against Buffalo, getting that run game going, huge. Listen, I don't want to lose a, a listener and Mike here. So, Mike, we love you. We really do. This is just our thoughts. And you know what? You, you've listened to our show for a year, a year now. You know we've been very wrong before. 
So for your <laughs> sake, I hope that we're wrong. But this is just this is what we think is going to happen. Regardless, it's your turn to unmask a team. Yeah, I don't know where to go from here because I don't want to take low-hanging fruit. Just go for but, it. But, you know, I'll, I'll take the low-hanging fruit. And this is something I've been on all year and I'm still on it. And I think you still maybe disagree with me. I'm going with the Cleveland Browns. Thanks for queuing I switched back to you. Yeah, thanks. You can do your version. Huh. Tell me why. I mean, I think the evidence is right there, and I don't want to beat the horse over the head because I have been very consistent. This is so much an unmasking. This. this is more like a, the the gang accidentally hit them and their mask ripped a little bit, and they're like, "Ooh, I can see beneath that mask." That's old Farmer Jenkins, isn't it? <laughs> so, this is just a team where there's just too much inconsistencies, and I think we right now they are where I thought they would be. They, they are, are who I thought, thought they were. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They're two and five, and their schedule does lighten up, kinda. Yeah. But I don't like that we're discounting Pittsburgh. I think it's silly that we're like Pittsburgh's a bad team. They have the better record right now amongst the teams and everything. This is a Cleveland team that's been at full strength this entire time. Think about all that Pittsburgh's gone through. You you mentioned it earlier, and you gave your your thoughts and prayers out to the the fans and whatnot. This is a team that's overcome a lot of things. I, I agree with you. I don't think Pittsburgh's going to make it to the playoffs, but I think they're going to make a push and make it scary. I don't want that. I want the high top five draft pick, obviously. Right, right. But with that being said, I just don't like the dysfunction of this team. There are. Have you heard any of these rumors that Kitchens is already out, that they're not interested in having him back? I think that's wrong. I think it's – um, I don't know. I'm really starting to this get – This is a good time to, for to double down. On my bat. Okay. Because I'm doubling down. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I did say they would steal one against Seattle or New England. And both were there, first of all. Seattle game was there to take. Yeah. They, they they bungled it a little bit at the end, but they were they were they were good enough on that day to win that game. Sure. And well, that's the and thing. New England, they hung around all the way into the fourth quarter, even after three straight turnovers on three straight plays. Again, the stuff they have to clean up, it still happened. They still did it. But they still hung around with a team that we're saying is undefeated this year. They have eight wins left in their schedule, in my opinion. The toughest one is the Ravens, but they have it in... Um, in Cleveland. In Cleveland. Now, I'm counting the Bills as a loss for them just because it's me. But they could theoretically win that game. Yeah. I'm saying they're going to beat the Broncos. They have the Steelers twice. I think that's... I, not I'm gonna, counting they that. Sweep, they I'm, won't sweep Pittsburgh. That's okay. I'm, I'm counting it. Then they have Miami, the Bengals, and the Cardinals. And then the 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 Ravens. Yeah. So they still have the Bengals twice, the Steelers twice, the Ravens in Cleveland, the Dolphins, and the Cardinals. I think those are all wins to me. Okay. That means that they're ten and six, eleven and five. You know what I mean? I still think the Ravens win the division, but I think they sneak into the succeed here. Okay. So, so again, what are we doubling down then? What, well, we already made the bet. I don't remember the what it was. Pie. It was a pie. Pie bet. in the face. I'm doubling down. You could put two pies back to back in my face. What? <laughs> Is that even fun? I don't know. You know bang, bang. <laughs> back to back. No, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. Here we go. Here's the double down. The double down. We just talked about this off the other second. The double down is you get to put the pie on top of my bald head because I will shave my head. Is that something you're opposed to? I feel like you're relatively confident with your bald. I'm trying to. I'm trying to hang on to this as long as I can. Okay, I but, respect that. I appreciate. But that's that. my double down. You don't. You don't have to do it. I'm not going to do so that. So what I'm saying is that if you, if you, <laughs> if you lose, see, I don't want to be boring and just say bang, bang, back to back pies. But I think that'd be kind of fun. 
but I mean, if that's what you want, we'll do it because it's not going to happen. I'll anyway. think about it a lose. little bit. I'll think about it a little bit. If but anybody for, listening has an idea to pitch, you can always yeah. do that too. But for me, I will shave my head off, and you get to you're gonna shave your head off. Yep, I'm gonna cut my friggin' head off. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're gonna you can plop it right on my head and slide it down my face. Okay. 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 All right. So. Yeah. You unmask them. I'm I'm hanging on. I will not give up. I'm not giving up. Nope. Just like Baker walked out of his press conference yesterday, this team's out. This is a good time to go to my bookmark tweet about Baker Mayfield. So Baker did respond to this on Twitter, and so I liked the press conference. I liked what he said. I don't know what the okay. So Baker said, he, "Yeah, he responded to the press conference." Okay. So did you see the press conference? I have. I haven't like seen it. So all. you know what happened? Yeah. Okay. Baker responded to people freaking out about it. He said. Everybody wants to hear the truth until they actually get it. I am who I am and I always have been. Don't call it emotional when it's convenient and then passion when it fits. I agree. I care about winning. So, yeah, I'm frustrated. If I was to act like that's okay to lose, then y'all would say that I've gotten complacent. My sense of urgency is at an all-time high. And if I offend anybody along the way, that's too bad. Now, neither of us like a guy walking out of a press conference. We get that. But I can't stand people who are like, Oh my God, he's so great. He's so passionate and he's great. We love his emotion when things are good, but now they're calling him despicable and, and, and horrible because it's going bad. Now, yeah, maybe he could be afford to be a little bit more, you know, head down, work hard kind of thing. But I like that Baker's always Baker no matter what. I like okay. that. I, 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 okay, sorry, no, no, no. I don't, I shouldn't say like because I, I would never be that way. So I don't like that. I respect it. I respect the hell out of Baker Mayfield for never not being Baker. Okay. I respect that. Fair. So, anyway, do you have another mask, a team to unmask? Well, have you? Um, do you? Do you? Not? I do. Well, do you? Well, I just did mine. I know, but I'm saying that, like, I won't do another one if you, you don't do have yours. another one. All right. <clears throat> I, I was going to unmask the Bears, but I think that everybody knows that the Bears are... <laughs> Is that like your big ticket so we don't have another team to unmask? Oh, you know what? We don't. I forgot because you slashed the Rams. I was going to unmask the Rams. I did. That was my other unmasking. All right. Was I was into the Cowboys and the Rams. Well, let's let's talk about this then. Okay. For the sake of doing it. Okay. You're not going to like it. The Bills. We're not going to do it. But we're going to – how will we unmask the Bills? Let's talk about why it could happen and how – Tell you right now. It doesn't. I'll tell you right now because I almost considered even just doing it and saying it. Yeah, all right. Let's let's get into this conversation. The reality is we have beaten really bad teams. Okay. We have not necessarily run up the score on them like the Pats have. And I wouldn't say you've only beaten bad teams. Our two biggest tests were New England. Yeah. We lost by six. And last week against the Eagles, and we got crushed. Yeah. Now, we were in that game into the fourth quarter, but we got crushed. So, looking at the remaining schedule, we have Washington, the Browns, the Dolphins, the Broncos, the Cowboys, the Ravens, the Steelers, the Patriots, the Jets. Now, that stretch of Cowboys, Ravens, Steelers, Patriots – could be four straight losses, and that could do us in. Daunting. So if we're talking about pretenders, that stretch right there, you go 1-3, and 0-4, our season's done. Yeah. So, again, I I think it's hard for me, especially in a year like this where we're 5-2, and two, it's hard for me to separate the fan out from this sort of take. It really is. And yeah. on a very serious, not even on a, on, a, on a funny level, it's hard for me to do that because I – I, I love you know I love my team. I get too I get too emotional about it on game day. You've seen it happen. Yep. So 
It's hard for me to separate that, but I do not think we're pretenders. I don't think that there were some people that were, that were crowning us at the beginning when we were five and one. I don't think we're that good yet. I think we can get there. I believe we get there, but I'm not going to be surprised if people unmask us and say that we're pretenders. Okay. My biggest argument for this potentially being an unmask, not the Patriots game, not the Philadelphia game. Okay. It's Tennessee. Oh, okay. 14-7. Their defense is really good, though. If you didn't have a kicker completely implode and have the worst day of his career. (laughs) It did happen, though. That's a loss. (laughs) They do have a good defense. Offense, so-so. Especially at the time, that's the kind of game where I feel like if we if you get to the playoffs, which I still imagine happening, that's the kind of reason I I feel like you're gonna beat the teams you should, maybe have a few close hiccups. Also, Miami kind of sorta. Well, I'm looking at the schedule. Sorry to interrupt. That's okay. And I'm just saying that Washington, Cleveland, Miami, Denver. And the Jets one more time. Those are five games that if you're who we say you are, those are you need to win those games. Right. You have to win those I games. I agree. I think we do win those games. That puts you at ten wins. So then you then then you're already in the playoff contention, especially in a week AFC. Yeah. Then all you have to do is maybe win one against the Cowboys, the Ravens, the Steelers, and the Patriots. That puts you at eleven wins. I had us the beginning of the season at eleven wins. That's what I said the start of the year, and I believed it would be enough to win the division. I'm not ready to give up on that yet. We can talk about that later if we want to. I'm not ready to give up on that yet. But that being said, I still think 11 wins is the win total we get to, and it gets us in the playoffs. But I'm not going to pretend like that Philly loss doesn't have me a little bit concerned. Sure. I think more so than anything, and you would know this more than me, um, especially from knowing the team so well, it's the way that it happened. I think – the strength of Buffalo is their defense, and Philly just exposed it through a running game. Our defense and our fourth-quarter offensive play. I, I was making the jokes all day long about fourth-quarter Josh hasn't shown up yet. He's been the best quarterback, statistically, every statistical category in the fourth quarter yeah. this year. And he did not show up. Again, like, they only had two, maybe three drives, and two of them Say, were— Well, Philly had, like, a I get, That's drive, what I'm saying, so. is they really, really didn't give him a chance to be fourth-quarter Josh. But, again, I— we were in the game into the fourth quarter, and they just pounded us right up the middle. And again, a lot of it, I think, it was bad. It was poor technique. I've watched the All-22 film. It was not passing a block off to another guy so the safety could make the tackle, the linebacker could make the tackle. It just it was a lot of little things, and I and I know that Sean McDermott is the, the devils in the details kind of guy, that he's going to figure out how to fix these things, and, and we'll be better, but... Um, we'll see what happens. But again, I'm still I'm holding truth to 11 wins, and I'm holding truth that that's enough to win the division. All right. All right. Which is very bold to say because that means that the uh, Patriots would have to go 3-5 and five to end the season. Well, we're going to kind of talk about that in a little bit here. Well, that's the end of the segment of Unmasking Teams. Why are we dancing like this? We have a good show. <laughs> All right, time for some some cold reads, right? Or do we have something else on the deck? Nope, docket? cold reads is next. Go ahead, my do friend. Do you have Halloween-themed cold reads? I can come up with one on the fly. Because I do. Go ahead, you start. All right. So, 
the two undefeated teams left in the NFL. We have yes. one in the AFC, one in the NFC. I think I know what you're going to say. We have the Patriots and the San Francisco 49ers. A lot of scary players on those teams. Yeah. A lot of big-time monsters. Okay. Tell me which defense as a whole is scarier. The 49ers. Really? And I think that, okay, let's talk again, about the it. 49ers, because the 49ers have something that the Patriots don't, and it's a, it's dominant pass rushers. Okay. The Patriots don't have that. The, the Patriots have amazing coverage players and really solid front seven. Their front seven's solid, and their coverage players are otherworldly. And again, we, we could talk about this in a little bit when we talk about the Pats. Their defense isn't as good as it has been in this historical. They've just been beating up on very bad teams. That's why the statistical category has them as this never happened before defense. Yeah. But regardless, the 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 49ers have this defense with with Bosa and D Ford. They those are elite pass rushers that they're getting to the quarterback. And then you have guys do the linebacking core that are as good and then you you know Richard by the way Richard Sherman's still there playing the way Richard Sherman always has in his career. So again, I I would be more afraid of them because they're going to stop you running the ball and then when you have to pass they're going to get to you. And I know that the Pats have been able to at times. And I know that the Pats' big thing is the turnovers and that they pick sixes and fumbles and and they have, they're leading the league in interceptions by a mile. But I think that I think that that doesn't scare me as much as a pass rush that can get to me at any point in time. Okay. But that... Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I don't hairs a little bit. I but. don't think you're incorrect. I think they... I think San Francisco has more big ticket players, if you will. But that's always kind of been the New England mantra, if you really think about it. The reason, I think you you made a great argument. I Mm -hmm. don't disagree, but I'm just saying for the reason for them being scarier, New England, is because of those turnovers you're talking about. And not only are they getting them at a historic rate, a lot of the times they do something with it and they score. And that makes them scary. One thing I will say that I think makes the argument for uh, new, and also I mean, we'll talk about EPA a little bit more next week because we do yeah. have do have points about it. <laughs> but in terms of defensive EPA, New England is one, and San Francisco is two. Uh, and you know their defensive EPA is like actually sixty points better. But again, I think that a lot of that is turnovers that you know turn into points against teams that are really really bad. But an argument for the Pats being scarier is because of the Pats. The 49ers people will look at and be like, uh, well, you haven't done anything at all. Once we start, once we punch you in the mouth, you're going to fall over okay. because you're, you haven't done anything. But with the Pats, it's like we have to be perfect because it's the Pats. That's scarier. But in terms of just defense versus defense, I'd be more afraid of the 49ers. All right, fair. Is that your only cold read? Oh, well, I, don't we usually take turns? No, we normally go. Oh, well, I like taking turns. Okay, well, I have... I can go if you want me to go. I have a cold read, and that's about the 49ers and the Pats. Okay. I, I'm going to go where I thought you were going to go with this. We have two undefeated teams, and we're in Halloween season. Pumpkins are about to be smashed. Which pumpkin gets smashed first? All right, well, i got to look at some schedules to do that, because I want to... Well, the Patriots' next three games, uh, or four games, are at the Ravens, at Philadelphia, home for the Cowboys, and then at the Texans, and then home for the Chiefs. That's the next five games. The 49ers have at the Cardinals, home for the Seahawks, 
home for the Cardinals, home for the Packers, and then at the Ravens. Which pumpkin gets smashed first, 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 first? Now, I know some games on the schedule for the 49ers that I know you believe are wins for the other team. I don't know really how you feel about the Pats. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I actually see, I think both teams win this week. I think San Francisco takes care of Arizona this week, and I do feel like they're going to, New England's going to take care of Baltimore. I think it's going to be a really fun game, but I can also see it being a terrible game because okay. they're I think they can contain Lamar similar to the way that Los Angeles did last year. He's a much better player now, okay. obviously, but I feel like they're okay. going to employ a similar scheme okay. to do so. I also won't be surprised if Baltimore wins whatsoever. Okay. With that being said, I do feel like Seattle presents San Francisco as a very serious threat, if not playing Arizona again the following week. But Green Bay will also be a really good threat. So those mm-hmm. are two games that are a little bit dicey. Then the 49ers also have the Ravens. That'll be fun, I think. Yeah. That's going to put more of Lamar's strengths versus a great pass rush. Yeah. Pass, 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 pass rush. Pass. <laughs> Just combining words all over the place today. So to answer the question, I am going to confidently say the 49ers are going to get their pumpkin smash first. I figured you'd say that. I think this is a good, because I don't have another. Do you have another cold read? I do. Do you want to do that first? Do you have um, something to well, say Well, I was going to segue that? into the Pats thing so we could talk about the Pats. But oh, okay. Do you want to do that first? or? Yeah. Well, so here's my thing. Yep. We talked about this. We did. I brazenly said this on Twitter. We came to, I think the Pats are about to go on a really tough streak and they're going to lose some games here. Okay. You said that out of their next five games, that's, wait. That's the Ravens, Eagles, Cowboys, Texans, Chiefs, that they would go 3-2, and two, right? At least. At two. least. Mm-hmm. I'm saying they do not – they go under 3-2. and two. I think it's well – You said over 5 at first. I said well under 3-2, and two, but I'm trying to be, be as crazy bold. So I'm saying under 3-2. and two. You're not trying to – you said you're not trying to be as bold? Yeah. At first, you are like, they're going to go yeah. winless. I'm not going to say 0-5, although <laughs> I'm not going to be – I'm going to – be the one that goes, yeah, I saw, see, okay. but again, I, I so that's gonna end. To, that's gonna end Sunday night. I think they're gonna be at least two and three, if not one and four. All right, is and that that's our bet? it's our bet. Did is we got another bet? Yeah, I, that's our bet. That's a bet. I don't. Did we bet something? I don't know if we bet something. We bet so much, man. They're getting just beginning to be a list. They're they're adding up. We'll, we'll we'll write down, and I only owe you one bet still, and that's the dinner. But other than that, I don't owe you anything else. Yeah, I feel like there was one more. But we'll you we'll, still owe me a water bet. Thank you very much. We'll write out we'll write out all the bets and stuff so we can recap. Say them. that you owe me the water bet. I owe you the water bet. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh. So yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Well. I don't know if you wanted to talk start... about it or. No. I, okay. I feel like we just there really is no talking. I mean, we could break down the schedule if we right. wanted to, but we don't okay. really have time to do that right okay. now. Sure. It's really just going to come down to see what happens. Sure. All right. And. I'm confident in what I'm saying, okay. but I'm not going to be shocked okay. if I'm wrong. Okay. It's not like something I was like, well, if, if I'm wrong, then this happened. No, it's I just... think I think, I think think I'm similar about that, too. I'm confident in how I feel about them, too, but I'm not going to be shocked if it doesn't happen either because of the Patriots. Right. Like, if they, <laughs> if they lose on Sunday night, I'm going to be like, well, they needed to contain Lamar. That one, no. They just got outplayed by okay. a very good team. So. All right. Moving on. Moving on. My second cold read is we saw one of our first – I'm pretty positive it is the first coaching fire of the season earlier this week when Ken Wisenhunt was let go as the offensive coordinator in Los Angeles. 
With that being said, and how I'm tying this into Halloween, is we're going to go with a little... Jay Gruden. Oh, yeah, you're right. Sorry. Okay, so that was the first big one. But everyone saw that coming. Yeah. Maybe with L.A. it's not that surprising, but uh, mm-hmm. some people were like, why was that necessary right now? And it's just right. impending doom in Los Angeles. So we have Jay Gruden. We have Ken Wisenhunt. I'm going to go with head coaches. So probably not going to happen within the realm of this football year. Next year, though, the offseason. What is the first head coach that's going to get buried alive for reasons that maybe – I'm saying buried alive because I'm going to get a little specific with this. Okay? Oh, okay. So, so we might change my answer then. Because it's something where you'd be like, well, they didn't really need to do that. Like this could be an overreaction to something. This could be like you expected to make the playoffs and they didn't. Who's the first head coach that gets buried alive in the offseason and doesn't keep their job? Dan Quinn. Ooh, why do you feel like that's not deserving? Uh, I think it's deserving – that was going to be – I was going to say Dave Quinn before you even finished your thing because that's who I – I think he's the first coach that goes. Okay. But I'm I, saying – I'm saying to see if he makes it the rest of the year, honestly. That, that I'm saying Dan Quinn because I think that Dan Quinn is capable of bringing this team back to the Super Bowl like he did that first year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but I just think that too much has piled up. They're having another poor season that you know, like they did last year. Injuries again. And I just he hasn't been able to rally the troops, so I just think that he goes down. I think that I like Dan Quinn. I've always liked Dan Quinn. He was great in Seattle as the coordinator, and he had this defense playing great their first couple seasons. And two years ago, they were a play away from from going all the way again. Yeah. So I I think that it's a good football team that just needs to get healthy and just get a new sort of approach to the way they, they play and I think that he's going to be on the outs and I don't I think it's deserved I think it's time probably to move on but I don't think that he's dead that's what that's the buried alive is I don't think that he's dead as a coach I think that he even as a head coach has a lot more to give so I think that that's the buried alive okay alright cool 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 anything else I'm ready for some uh, All right. pals picks well it's time for pals picks oh yeah all right, so we rebounded a little bit. Is that like a an ox? No, it's supposed to be a ghost. Yeah, you just sounded like a moaning ox. I wanted to like... I know what you were trying into. to do. <laughs> what do people think you hate me? I definitely do have the more Skip Bayless approach where I'm like kind of mean on the show. Regardless... We rebounded a little bit. A little bit. We both went two and one. We both went two and one. We're still tied. So we are entering the second half of the NFL calendar with a tied record of ten and eleven. Not the best, but not the best. Again, again, I hold steadfast to. I would like to see other people's records on all these picks. I mean, because I'm sure they wouldn't. Maybe someday when we're famous. We'll do it. We'll have uh, audience interaction. But you got to pick the games first this week. I did. So. And uh, I didn't think I gave you like the toughest slate, but you acted like you were upset with me. There, because because you gave me games. a Titans game, which you know I'm terrible at picking. You gave me the Patriots, which I you like know I'm you, terrible at. I feel like you'll at. pick that relatively and well. And the first game, I really, really think it's going to come down to the last possession. I like that because I thought you would have thought that was nothing. All right. With that being said, let's get into it. So... Do you know why I picked this game, the first game? Because it's at 9.30 a.m.? No, well, kind of. <laughs> but uh, last time I gave you uh, the going across the pond, I'm going to do it again. I, pick it, I picked it right. You did. Well, my God, how could you not have with seven turnovers? <laughs> Don't think we'll see that from either team this time. So, 
the Houston Texans and the Jacksonville Jaguars go over to London. It's a Jags home game for all intents and purposes. I hate when they do that. So, we have the magician, Deshaun Watson, with a swollen eye right now. And then we have the original magician with Minshew Magic. Minshew Magic. Who comes away having some tea and crumpets. Tea and crumpets in London. I... I know who I'm picking. I'm just trying to. I just wanted to say something nice about the Jags before I pick the Texans. I mean, I can't. Because I couldn't believe you would possibly I'm pick saying, Jackson. Because I'm picking the Texans, but I, I, I don't feel very confident. The, out of the three games this week, that's the, my least confident pick. Okay. Because I really do. I'm, I, I'm totally in on the Minshew magic. I love the guy. Yeah. And, that like happened very quickly because I feel like when I was all yeah, about it, you're like, that's silly. Well, when it started, I was, I was like, Nick Foles is gonna come back. And then I, I mean, I've always liked him, but then it became uh, you were like Minshew, 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 and I was like, I mean, I like him, but I'm not like Minshew. But I seen him <laughs> on Good Morning Football, and I liked what he had to say, and I just hearing more about his story. I like, I really like the kid. He balls. He's been balling out for the most purposes. I mean, he had a, a poor game against New Orleans, but a lot of quarterbacks have done that this year. Yeah. So again, I, I think they're a very good team. I'm not going to be shocked if they end up winning the game there, and then they're in the con- contention for the division. They so. Are. It's a huge game, and they they lost by one point because they went for two to win the game. This was Minshew's first full start, I think. Or, right? Forgot about that. You know yeah. what I mean? And they only lost thirteen to twelve because they scored a touchdown at the end, and they went for two to win the game, and they didn't get it. What so, about so it's just it's it's going to be a tight one. I think it comes down to a field goal, but I think that Deshaun Watson, Mister Michael Jordan, comes all the way down, fixes his face mask, and. And wins the game. So What a sick move. I love him. All right. The Tennessee Titans travel to take on those Carolina Panthers. This is a hard game, too, but I'm picking the Titans. Wow. I, okay. Yeah, I, I think that I think that the well, Panthers shocked. I think the Panthers were exposed a little bit last week. I know that the 49ers are a great team. I know that their defense is one of the best, if not the best, in the league. I just think that they rattled that young quarterback, Kyle Allen, and, you know, yeah, it was definitely McCaffrey got off and running to start the game, but then after that, they really shut him down. Like, I know that he, I think he had, like, 14 carries for 117 and a touchdown, something like that, which is a great stat line. Amazing but stat. that all happened in the first part of the game, and then he was really kind of silenced after that. Well, that kind of, and then they got of a running back as you can be right. when you're down by... 40 That's what I said. Gonna happen. And then they got into a negative game strip, and they weren't throwing him the ball either, which I think was a big mistake. They were throwing it to deep. Well, you're trying receivers. to move it down the field, but regardless, irregardless, I, I think that they were exposed a bit. And I think Tennessee is feeling themselves, and I love that. And there's a, so I'm trying to remember exactly what it was, but Ryan Tannehill was excused from the team this week for um, personal reasons. Uh, and I think that this is I'm trying to see it, so it says right here uh, Ryan Tannehill prepares with a heavy heart oh that's this is what it is his father-in-law passed away unexpectedly this past week hmm. uh, a guy that he was really close with and I I think you can never overestimate emotional yeah uh, juice emotional power so I think that, that this, makes me want to root for him too. That's what I'm saying. Is that I just think that this Titans team is already behind this guy after two straight wins. Uh, their team's playing very well, and I think that you cannot over quantify that emotional fire that they're going to come out with. And I think that Tannehill plays well. I think that Derrick Henry gets 100 yards rushing, and I think that they win this game. 
Well said, excuse me. <clears throat> All right. Gave you the earliest Sunday game, and I'm going to go to the latest Sunday game, which you've already kind of shown your hand on this one, but talk a little bit more about it when the New England Patriots travel to Baltimore. Baltimore Ravens are going to win this game. I'm, right. I'm so – I feel so good about this pick. I just – and so here's the thing. This is the determining game. If I if I were a smart man, I would have waited till next week to make this Pats bet because I think this game is going to show us whether or not I'm right or not. Okay. Because this is the true – first test that they've had. I, I can't think of another game that they've had this year. Other than the Bills, who did kind of bring them, you know, they, they gave us the toughest challenge all year. Yeah. This is the, the first game where they're going to have to sweat it in Baltimore against Lamar Jackson and that running game and that defense that now has incredible secondary. So they're not going to be able to pass that, mu- that much because even, something that Tom Brady, is we've seen him, the cracks... In, in the armor of the golden boy. So again, I just I just see this. I see the Ravens getting the time. I see them not being able to run it as well as they need to to win it. And I see Lamar cutting back on mistakes and scoring just enough to win it. I see this as a gritty contest. I see like 21-20, 21-17, something like that. And, and I sure hope so. Uh, yeah, I really hope this is this is another game. But we've talked about a lot of games that we've been very excited about, and it just and did they not haven't live lived up, up to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I can see this becoming that. It could. I just but hope I, it's not. I see it. I see. I would it rather be dead wrong. Yeah. and have a great game. Yep. Than see New England win forty to ten. I I don't want to see that. You, 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 people need to call on Monday morning to make sure I'm still alive if that happens on <laughs> Sunday night. Wow. So, but regardless, I, I just I see it happening, and I don't want to get cocky or rude about it. I just legitimately see it happen, and I see this is this is you come down on your cockiness right now. So right now, this I'm gonna make a fun. And you watch the Rocky movies? You're a Rocky fan? I mean, I'm not a Rocky fan. I've seen the, the Patriots are the Russian. <laughs> they have <Okay>. clobbered <laughs> Apollo Creed for the first eight weeks because Apollo Creed is an inferior opponent. They have destroyed him. Okay. This game on Sunday Night Football is Rocky hitting, seeing the Russian break his hand, hurt his hand, and then give him the cut on his face. And Apollo Creed's guy looks Rocky in the eye and says, see, he bleeds. He's man. He's not a machine. (laughs) They're not a machine. They are weak. They are vulnerable. They can be taken down. And the Ravens deliver that right cross right to the cheek. The blood seeks out, and then the Eagles look at it, the Cowboys look at it, the Texans look at it, the Chiefs look at it and say, they bleed. We can beat them. All right. Well, dang. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I think it was a good analogy. It was great. Too. Anyway, so time for Josh's Bounce Picks. <sighs> Not going to be as dramatic, but that's okay. Anyway, we're going to go to Philadelphia. They just came off a big win against the Buffalo Bills. And the Bears suffer another heartbreak because of, guess who? Their kicker. The Bears traveling to Philadelphia. Who wins? Philadelphia. Good. Philadelphia is going to win that game because I think they're just the better team as a whole. <laughs> I feel like Doug Peterson finally found a good rhythm with his running game then Doug Peterson's been the weirdest coach when it comes to running backs and even if you have two just put them both out there they're both good I don't actually know what the history or not the history the injury update with Miles Sanders is I don't know if it's serious I don't know if he's been coming back I'll look Um, it up while you talk about this alright so um, let's see (sighs) 
Should I try to make a silly? <laughs> no, you don't have to. First of all, it wasn't. Have you silly. ever seen the movie Speed? <laughs> no. Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock. <laughs> They're on a bus, and it's just a runaway bus. Just like those Philadelphia Eagles running backs. You're just going to keep going. <laughs> Except they don't have Sandra Bullock to stop the bus. Yeah, so that was my movie thing right there. <laughs> that was so much better. <laughs> I'm going to cry. So yeah, if they can keep that running game going, I think that's going to be huge. Anyway, Miles Sanders, we're practicing fool today. <laughs> Perfect. That's going to be huge. The speed. <laughs> Is that what I sound like? <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I'm just at Philadelphia, I think, being at home. I don't know how much Deshaun Jackson is going to play. I know he's practicing. I don't even know if he's going to play. But if he does, even if he's out there, it's going to make it's going to stretch this offense, which is going to be huge. We don't know. Deshaun, Ma- Deshaun Magic. Deshaun Jackson's had Magic for one game. He's only played one game. Mm-hmm. But the chemistry and the connection he had with Carson Wentz when he needed to was great. And we don't know if that's going to happen. It's probably not even realistic to happen. Is he coming back? But I know he's been practicing. I don't know if anything's official. He might not play this game, but I think just being back and getting ready to get back on the field is huge. And that's the reason I was pretty confident with Philadelphia moving forward. Yeah, he did. He did return to practice this week. And so, uh, so it starts here against the Bears in Philadelphia. All right, good pick. Vikings at Kansas City. Gonna go with Pat Minnesota. Mahomes has practiced. Yeah, but. He practiced last week. No. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes isn't coming back yet. I agree. And if they do, it's foolish, especially against this defense. Now, this defense has not been what it was a few years ago of like, oh my gosh, I don't want to go against this team. Right. But they're still good. They, they are. have pass rushers. They are. And they have a relatively good secondary. It's been exposed at times, especially from Xavier Rhodes, a player that I have a lot of respect for, but it has it did make me happy when we watched against Washington. And they're like, you know who their best corner has been? It's been – and I'm completely blanking on his name because I'm so excited. Who is uh, the cornerback I really loved a few years ago? Their number two Trey guy. Waynes? Yes, Trey Waynes. Especially after he had a rough start to his career. So I'm glad he's turning it around because mm-hmm. I was just so high on him coming out of college. Matt Moore played great, and this is in Kansas City, but Minnesota has – uh, a recipe that goes on the road and wins, and that's a running game. And we saw running backs expose that Kansas City defense again. Mm-hmm. Yep. And as much as we love Aaron Jones, he's not Dalvin Cook, in my opinion. I agree. And so, better running back, going to have similar, if not better, results. Probably not to the extent that we saw. He was like, what, it was a four catches for like 170 yards or something like that? Not yeah. going to have that. But just see Minnesota getting it done. I agree. Browns at Broncos. Broncos starting Brandon Allen. Yeah, that's going to be the deciding factor right there. I'm going to go with Cleveland. I think they need they need to get something going on. If they lose this game, it's, it's just who knows what's going to be going on. Baker might not even go to the press conference and just get fined because <laughs> he doesn't want to talk about it. I think not that I have had a ton of confidence in Joe Flacco this year, but I think just having a rookie quarterback. He's a stabilizing factor, though. I, just against – He's struggled against the rush or against a pass rush, yeah. but at least he's been there and he's done that. A rookie, and this is still a good defense. It hasn't always been there as in terms of results, but it's a good defense. Miles Garrett coming off gets a little bit of pressure on a rookie. It's gonna be scary. It's gonna be scary. Mm-hmm. Talking about the quarterbacks that have been seeing ghosts. That's another way to tie it in. If we get a rookie quarterback that's in. That is in Denver, right? I'm pretty positive it is. Yes, it's in Denver. So traveling up there, you're going to be away from your home turf, going to have the crowd against you, maybe. I don't even know if the crowd's giving up on their home team in Denver yet or not. 
but I just see it being intimidating. I think the Browns get it done. I agree with your picks, and I will say that this is pivotal for two bets now. Because if the Browns lose, then that's pretty much end for my Browns bet. True. And if the Patriots lose, it's not the end for my Pats bet, but I feel like it probably is. Takes a big hit. So, big day. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Or we're going to go to Friends Fortune. Yeah, let's just get into the Friends Fortune. Do you have yours? Because I have mine. All right, you can go. So, we're traveling to Baltimore, Maryland. For my friend's fortune, I think that the Ravens get this done. And my friend's fortune bold prediction for this weekend is that that vaunted New England Patriots secondary will not have a single interception against Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson will be interceptionless against the New England Patriots this Sunday night. All right, ghouls and boys. This is not what I expected to say coming into this game. I actually was picking against Adam against the Tennessee Titans and the Panthers. I thought the Panthers were going to win. I think they still may. But with this story about Ryan Tannehill, and it, it makes me really want to root for the guy. Like I said, I think Ryan Tannehill is going to throw four touchdown passes against this Carolina Panthers defense. The reason I say that is because while the Panthers did get semi-exposed against the running game, I think... That's more athletic backs. That's not a Derrick Henry back. I think Luke Keekley's going to be a pretty good job of tracking a bigger Derrick Henry running back. So if they are going to win, I think it's going to be on the arm of Ryan Tannehill. And I think he gets it done for his father-in-law that passed away. He's going to throw four touchdowns in memory of him. How was the bathroom closet? It was delightful. <laughs> yeah? So that's the end of our episode. Do you have any tidbits or any fun little things before we finish? Uh, I don't. I do have a couple tidbits, and then we have a couple shout-outs. Okay. But, so, tidbits for today. A little shout-out, a little bit of a crush in it, to Andrew Whitworth, tackle of the Los uh, Angeles yes. Rams. Good point. Becomes uh, the 12th NFL player in NFL history to win a game against all 32 teams. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So Andrew Whitworth is a crush in it. And then I also wanted to say, this was three days ago, people were talking about the 49ers quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Baha'i hasn't been doing a lot to help them win games. His stats aren't that great. He has the same touchdown interceptions as Josh Allen. But there's a fun little stat here that I found that I think is helpful to say what he's doing. Okay. Uh, 42% of Jimmy Garoppolo's throws this season have gained first downs. That's a league best rate amongst quarterbacks with 100 pass attempts. So almost half his passes are completing first downs and moving the chains. Important. So he's been doing great work. Also, do you want to uh, – That those are my tidbits. So some shout-outs here. I do want to shout-out our friend Mike Mikas, our Dallas correspondent. We – Kind of went at the Cowboys in the episode, but he just tweeted, literally just tweeted that he's getting a he's getting a haircut and a shave, and he's cutting some shorts into jorts. He said, "Guess who I'm being for Halloween?" <laughs> yeah. So I give a little shout out to Mike for his Halloween costume. Love it. It's like really cool. Grab a hammer. Absolutely. Did you see the field? The field Yates. Yeah, I said you, you, he had the hammer and all in his hand. It's great. So we hope that you all have had. I feel like you didn't believe me when I told you that story. Well, by the time this episode comes out, Halloween would have already happened. We hope that you had a great Halloween. We hope that you were safe and had a great time. That your costumes went exactly how you wanted to. Not like ours did. 
It's a long story. Anyway, so make sure you check out the Pocket Podcast Network. A lot of cool things. Show swaps are happening in the month of November. We'll be doing Them's the Football Facts with Them's the Facts. And then we'll be sorting NFL mascots for Sorted Podcast. It'll be a lot of fun. And make sure you check out the Four Comic Junkies podcast. Our friend JJ Hodges just released their second episode about the Joker movie. It's a really great episode. They delve into the mythos of Joker a lot and just sort of a lot of Batman comics. It's just that's awesome. their knowledge of comics is so cool I can listen to them talk about it all oh, the time well, that's your guy it's really cool but uh, check out for a, a guest in the next couple of episodes you might you might uh, recognize him it's me oh I didn't understand <laughs> what you were talking about anyway anyway make sure you check that out uh, anything else you want to plug my friend no so just make sure that you are being safe on this Halloween and that's not what I wanted to play that's not what I thought you were going to do because that didn't yeah Make sure you have fun, you stay safe, and you listen to the Monster Mash on Halloween. Song's a ruse, man. It's all fake. Did you know that it's like the coolest thing about the song is that it's a song about a song that we never hear. Exactly. It's so cool. They did the mash. God bless everybody.